Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foots, Bants and Everything in Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And me, Noah Cowan. And in this in this week's episode, we'll be recapping how Tuchel's Chelsea honeymoon is over. Digolo Jota helps the Anfield Reds again. And the Academy boys showed their worth as the Devils beat the Seagulls. <laughs> so get comfortable and get a drink. Maybe some popcorn as well, because it's time for some more Foots, Bants and, you know, a little, little bit of everything in between. Noah, welcome back. Oh, mate, you know, those days on a Monday night at school, you know, I, when I, when the um, when your episodes kept coming out week after week, I was like, oh, God, I miss this. Um, my mate, all mates at school were like, oh, what a podcast. Oh, I love listening to, to this podcast. This is awesome. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I did miss it, Marcus, I have to say. I have to well, say. The, I can I can gladly say that... The podcast missed you, Noah. Yeah, yeah. It missed that nice competitiveness between Liverpool and Man United. Yeah, it, missed, it did. It missed I, some of know. the the key questions you ask. But you know, you've had a have it had a rest. You've been bad at school. Back at school, I've actually had a little bit of rest from the podcast as well. Two have weeks you? from international break. Two weeks yeah. without a podcast episode, but we're back and we're better than ever. I tell you we're what, back and better than ever with some banging weekend fixtures this weekend. It was. It was awesome. Before we begin, it I was. just want to say, you know, I I just love after international uh, break when the Premier League comes back because it just, it just reminds everyone the class it does. of the it does. Premier League. When you're sitting there and, you know, England, in my opinion, this is not biased. I've got one of the best squads in the world. But when I watch them play, I don't want to watch. I, I want to fall asleep. You do, yeah. yeah. International 100%. football just doesn't have the same tempo. You know, you'll find even in, in a game like if it's France versus Germany, like, you know, in international terms, that's the same as like a Champions League. Like, I don't know, what would you say? Like a Bayern versus Man City. Yeah, agreed, 100%. And it just it just doesn't have the same tempo to it, it doesn't all. it doesn't I, I was watching the um i was watching the england san marino game in my in the house at school yeah with finn who obviously was on uh, on in our first episode and um it just yes there were loads of goals in it but you're playing against a weak side and like you went any game in the in the premier league is a good game no exactly. matter the team that's playing man united go and play I don't know Aston Villa, West Brom. They're always it's always going to be a decent game. Exactly, and Whereas you know, England England go and play San Marino and put what five goals, five or six goals on them. Yeah, it's I it's know. just yes, it's yes, but they're also a, yes, there's goals, but there there are goal the goals they're just too many. It just gets boring. Yeah, and not only that, they're like England will score six against San Marino without playing good. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And that's a exactly. boring thing. You know, to win in the Premier League, you have to play good at some point in the game. You do. You do. And I just love how you brought up West Brom as one of those examples of the team because I think we just dived straight in there with arguably yeah, the best doing. game of the season. Yeah, 100%. Chelsea, West Brom, Stamford Bridge, Chelsea 2, 
West Brom five. five. Noah, Whoa. tell me about it. What a game. What a game. Um, Chelsea went down to 10 men. They did. And, you know, it was it was actually through some sloppy play because um, the first the first yellow card that Thiago Silva got, it was Thiago Silva who got the red card. Uh, yeah. The first yellow card he got was just, he was trying to um, stop Matheus Pereira from getting into the box because someone gave him, a Chelsea player gave him the ball. Yeah. And then Chelsea were 1-0 up at the time. And Thiago Silva just slides in after, I think it was Matias Pereira again, has a shot. It was it was Pereira again. It was. Gets a second yellow card. Crazy. Sloppy pay from Chelsea. Makes Thiago Silva come off. And you know, before this game, Thiago Silva was 10 games out injured. He was. This was his was. first game back after 10 games and gets a red card. I mean, that's shocking. That just explains Chelsea. Their discipline is poor. Players who go off, uh, go off either with an injury or just go off. Yeah. They they come back and and they and they go and do something which would get them sent off, as shown I in know. this, as shown in this game with Thiago Silva. But that's that's it's not something that we're used to seeing with Tuchel in it's charge not, of Chelsea because I mean Tuchel's you know, come ever in since he's, he's come he's uh, come and replaced Lampy. Lampy. Yeah. The big lamp. You know, all of a sudden, you know, we've seen a different Chelsea, a Chelsea that are competing for the top four, a Chelsea who are right now are in fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, it's just it's not something you'd see from Chelsea. They they were by far beaten fair, fair, fair and square. They Um, were, they were. They were just shocking, Um, you know. And... You know, in, in all, two all Charles big players, games, Mason Mount, Mason Mount didn't turn up. You know, yeah, he was. I know. He was well, getting well, his pizza. Well, he Chelsea was on the bench. Well, Mason Mount was actually he was on the bench for the most of it. He was actually the one player who came on and scored a goal. Oh, it was scored, a sitter. Yeah, yeah, it was a sitter. But you know, uh, Tuchel decided to rest a couple of players because of the international break. Again, something that we don't like to see. Big yeah. big players missing, you know, Premier League games to go play against San Marino. It's not yeah, worth and it. And that's shocking. That's horrible. That's shocking. It's not worth it. He's gone and played. He's gone and played against San Marino. I know. And then he's come back and he's on the bench for Chelsea. I know. So, Tuchel, do you want to hear his stats whilst he's been in charge of Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Fourteen games. He's won twelve and drawn two. And only conceded two goals in that time. And they've conceded five against yeah. West Brom in one game. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you? It it tells I mean, you it just says... that it, it, it tells you that Tuchel is is just digging into the player's brain, you know, keep this shape, keep this shape, keep yeah. this formation and keep this shape. They've lost a player and they've still kept the shape. So they've just got a big gap in the defence. And look what happened. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you wouldn't normally see this from Chelsea. You wouldn't sort of see, normally see them losing 5-2 to West Brom. To a club like West Brom, let me say. But, you yeah. know. I agree with I'm you. I'm just and looking actually... at a photo here. <laughs> I'm just looking. I've got a photo in front of me here where he's just shouting. like. Yeah. All the rest of his, all the rest of the club staff are, are on the bench. 
uh, or, yeah. or just sitting down in their chairs. He's standing up, he's pointing, he's having a go. Yeah, which is the qualities that we want to see. Yeah. But, you know, as you said before, every game in the Premier League is a hard game. But it is. home against West Brom shouldn't be that difficult. No, it shouldn't. So, you know, this is the first time West Brom has won, have won at Stamford Bridge in 45 years. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I don't know if you... if you, uh, I think you did. But for anyone else who didn't watch the game, the first goal from Matias Pereira in the 47th minute, it was a great pass from Johnston. Johnston, from his own goal... And just booted it up. It went past all the Chelsea defenders, bounced perfectly for Pereira, and he lobbed to Mendy. It was a beautiful goal. 166 seconds later, Pereira scored another one. The double. The double. Now, actually, um, I can't actually tell you what player actually I can. It was O'Shea. So O'Shea went off yeah. with an injury yeah. in the first half. So old Chelsea boy, Ivanovic, he comes on. <gasps> Yeah. And he gets injured. Yeah. So then on comes Callan Robinson, who has only scored four Prem goals prior to this, all against Chelsea. He comes on, Furlong crosses the ball, and he scores an amazing volley. It was insane. Yeah. And then he scored another one, and Diadne in between with a goal. So, you know, uh, you know, it was... The best performance West Brom have put in this season. Yeah, I mean they 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 you know I could probably tell this one this this game was coming. Um, yeah. They, I think they they probably yeah they deserve it. They deserve they do. it. Now West Brom fans, we're not saying don't we're not saying get your hopes up about uh, you know staying up because staying up. you've got eight games left and you're. Eight points away from safety, so it's going to be a big job. But you continue playing like this, and I tell you what, you'll have a shot. You will have a shot. You will. And uh, just to finish this off, we're, we're not covering Chelsea because Chelsea were just shocking. There's nothing to cover about them. No, there is. But this was the joint worst home defeat Chelsea have ever suffered. Yeah. Um, the other one being in 1995. Man United 4, well, Chelsea 1, Man United 4. 4, yeah. So, a three-goal gap, that's the most Chelsea have ever ever had at home. So, yeah, I mean, it's shocking from Chelsea. That's all I'm going to say on this it one. Is. It's shocking. West and Brom fully deserve it. They just turned up at Chelsea, got off the bus and had a storm of a game. So they did. And well there was them. There was a specific game that I remember covering on one of the podcasts with West Brom, and I remember saying that it, they played really well. I think yeah. it must. I think it was West Brom against Fulham, and yeah. West Brom played really well. And I remember thinking then, like, wow, if they continue playing like this, they'll stay up. Now they hadn't, yeah. but today they played like that again, and they are oh, the way that they passed the ball. It was beautiful. It it was Just, awesome. Yeah, they they turned up at Chelsea, carved things up, and look, they come out with a. Bloody good win, so... I know. Did you know that Sam Johnston, the West Brom goalie, actually used to play for Man United? Really? Yeah. (laughs) 
So that's funny. one. Anyway, Man U- that's one Man United academy player. That is. Um, let's just head over to Man United versus Brighton. Oh, Finn's gonna. Finn, I, I was speaking to Finn yesterday after the game. He, he, you know, he was upset because Brighton obviously scored the first and not the first goal in the game. Yeah, yeah. Danny Welbeck. Calm and that's and exactly what I wanted to say. You know that Danny Welbeck came through he the Man United, United Academy. Yeah. Yeah. He came through the Man United Academy. Uh, he was Man United born and bred. Came through all their yeah. youth ranks. But and he scored. And he I remember did. he's only scored one of the goals against Man United, and that's when he played for Arsenal. And yeah. United fans actually they they respect Danny Welbeck because. He was going to be the next big thing, but he had loads of injuries. But then when he got moved off to Arsenal and he scored that winning header against us, he actually celebrated. And a lot of Man United fans don't forgive him for that. Yeah. So it, This goal from him, it was calm and composed. Just hits it once, bounces off the keeper, hits it again, calm and composed. And can it goes we say, in what, what a save Yeah. Well, the, yeah, yeah. from the first header. Yeah. Just unluckily... From Dino, who that is a huge talking point. Let's just let's just stop what we're saying right yeah, now. Stop. Yeah, stop. Yeah, So I know you, what you're gonna say. I know what you're you, gonna say. You kept on saying this the whole time throughout the podcast, every single episode. The same question: Do you think Dean Henderson's gonna replace De Gea? Do you think Dean Henderson's gonna replace De Gea? He never has done. He's just replaced De Gea. Can we just say he has? And he played unbelievably well last night. And I, I think you can hear the excitement in my voice. Yeah, I can. I can, uh, I can hear it, I can hear it, yeah. All so the way, you're in Spain, I'm in England, I can hear it from here, mate. <laughs> I think people in China can hear it, but... Yeah. You know, um, it, yeah, so this was the first game that Scholzker has had to make a decision between either playing, because he's had both options fit, because, uh, you know, people will be saying, no, they've always had both options fit, he's just already played the hair. Yeah, but what I'm saying yeah. is that... It's always been De Gea in goal for the big games, Anderson in goal for the cup games. Yeah. But then De Gea went off uh, for paternity leave in Spain. He, he had his he had his kid, and Henderson yeah. filled in his his slot for a good uh, three or four weeks. And now yeah. De Gea is back. He's been in training. He's been on international break, so he's match fit. And Scholzka's chosen Anderson. He has. He's put Henderson in that number one slot. Now, there's a huge, huge, huge article that's come out today from the Manchester Evening News newspaper. Yeah. And um, that is that, according to them, uh, from a mole in the dressing room, which means like an insider source, that uh, Charles Grand De Gea have been having problems. This is because ever since De Gea, because I think a lot of you will remember especially Man United fans out there, that De Gea had, had a really poor run of form. He did. Uh, at the beginning of the season. And last time Man United played West Brom, which, uh, not the last time, the first time, it was sometime in, I, I want to say, about November. But I'm not too sure. Yeah, November the 21st. Now, Manchester United... And Scholzka were actually going to play Anderson instead of De Gea in that game. Yeah. But De Gea, um, like, basically, 
he whinged to to Scholzka. Did he? To the point where Scholzka had to put him back into the team. Yeah. And a lot of the Man United team, remember, this is all coming from an insider source. We don't know how truthful it is, but it's a, it's a nice, insightful article that a lot of uh, Manchester United players and coaching staff already saw as saw Anderson as the new number one, but they didn't have an, they didn't have the right time to yeah. put him in. Can I just that can role. I just stop and interrupt you quickly? I'm yes. sorry, Marcus. Go ahead. Um, all right, I'm Oli going to show Shaw. Um, yeah. Dean Anderson, mate. Um, I'm going to shake his hand and I'm going to present him with the uh, number one shirt. Yeah. I, I basically what I'm trying yeah, to say it... is here. I'm not going to be surprised um, if Dean if Dean Henderson gets the nod on from here and goes uh, and gets that United number one shirt. I think is that I think this game is the statement. I to think be it honest. is as well. I yeah. won't be surprised if we see De Gea in goal in the Europa League against Granada on Thursday, yeah. and we see Anderson back in goal for Tottenham. Yeah. On Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been... It, I'm really excited as a Man United fan. I can imagine, I can imagine. Because, you, you know, you see Dean Anderson last season for Sheffield United and how good he was. Yeah. And I love that he is... It, it seems to me, and I'm a big Man United fan, and it seems to... If you were watching the game, uh, the pundits like Rio Ferdinand, you know, people who know the club inside and outside, they think it's happened as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I uh, I think De Gea is going to go in the summer because I uh, I don't see De Gea being that keeper who wants to sit around and and be the number two keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I think Man United will 100%. probably have to go out and buy a number two keeper. Yeah, they will. Uh, you know, we've done so well uh, with our number two keepers in the past. Um, Romero was the latest one, but he he's was. had a fallout with the club. So Credit yeah, to Brighton, on. though. You've got to give it to them. You do. You do. Let's actually let's actually go into the game now that we've had that big talking yeah, point. Um, they, they, they turned up at the start, got off the bus, and they looked sharp. They did. They did. They did they look looked, sharp. Well, you know... Okay, the first 50 seconds. Now, I know that doesn't seem a lot to you guys, but uh, in football, 50 seconds can actually seem like a bit of a long time. It can. And when Man United started that game, they played so well in the first minute, minute and a half. They were passing the ball really nicely. And then all of I don't know what went wrong. But something went wrong and Brighton just got a hold of that game. They did. You know, battering them. And Bloody, no, Adam Lallana was carving things up. He was. Um, yeah, I mean, he, Bloody he, he Eves, was Basuma as well. He was sort of keeping Bruno Fernandes at bay. I mean, I'll put it yeah, that they, way. He. They, they were, but, uh, you know, Bruno Fernandes and Pogba got, you know, they got time on the ball because that's what they they're did. in the squad to do. Break down a compact defence. Yeah. But no one's passing was on point. It kept on giving the ball away. Yeah, it did. But it did. So so yeah, uh Danny Welbeck got the most of, of that ricochet off Dean Anderson and slotted it he in did. to make it one nil. 
And then other than that, it was a boring first half. Greenwood Brexit hit the post. Football. Brexit football. Yeah, it was it was very boring. It was dull. And then yeah. the second half came along and there was a mistake from Brighton that Bruno Fernandes took the most of and st- gave it to Rashford. And Rashford, oh, it, what a finish. It was just passed it. It was. Caressed it, was. it into the bottom corner. It was beautiful. But did you see the off-ball challenge on Fernandes? I did after not. After he passed the I, ball? I, did I? I can't I, remember. Um, well, that should have been red. Go on, explain. If, if, there was not, if, if Rashford didn't score that, uh, VAR would have had a look and would have given, uh, I think his name is Veltman. Yeah, Veltman, yeah, Veltman, Veltman. Veltman, he would have got a red card. You it was him? so late, it was so late, and he just took Bruno straight out. <laughs> I'll, I'll ser- after this episode, I'll search it up and I'll see. Yeah, it was it was awful. And then, in the 83rd minute, Pogba with the volley into the into the box, and Greenwood with a diving header. onto it, yeah. Diving header into the goal, and you know that's um, Greenwood's first headed, professional headed goal. Really? Yep. And I... Okay. You can tell me if I'm dreaming here, but it seems to me like Cavani has been teaching Greenwood everything, like everything Cavani knows because, you know, I I don't see Greenwood as a a winger. I see Greenwood as a striker. I feel like he'll be a striker next season instead of uh, Cavani because I don't think Cavani will stay. He is. I think Green... getting quite old, to be fair. Yeah, I think Greenwood will be getting bags of goals next season. He, he's, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, I've said it once, said it, uh, I, I'm going to say it once, I'm going to say it again. Mason Greenwood is young talent. He is. He is young talent. He is. And, you know, I was thinking about this actually yesterday because, you know, this season Foden is, is, is clear of Greenwood. But he is. You think of last season, Greenwood was clear of Foden. He was, he was. Greenwood bagged 20 goals last season. Yeah. He was clear of Foden. He was, he was miles clear. So, people saying now that Foden is is easily way better than Greenwood. They're just looking at this season. You know, if they look at last season. You've got to look back on past seasons. Exactly. So uh, and look, Greenwood's and also, only what nineteen years old. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's insane, but no. y- you look at it, and you know Greenwood got a lot of first team football last season. Yeah, and he scored a lot of goals. Foden didn't. This season, Greenwood the start like halfway through the first half of the season, Greenwood got barely any first team football. He did. Foden yeah, has consistent through. Yeah. So it, it's it's obvious that if you get used to your surroundings and your team, then you are going to be clear. And, you know, people look at them in the different ways. People look at Foden as the way he passes the ball. And people try and look at Greenwood in the way that he scores goals. Scores goals, but yeah. if you've been watching Greenwood for the past month and a half, two months, on the, on the wing, you know, he isn't scoring goals, but he's putting amazing crosses in. He's dribbling past defenders and, and giving the ball to people. Yeah, he's, ca- he's carving it up completely. Yeah. He's doing a proper job. He and, is. you know, he's he's doing amazing, in my he opinion. Is. For his age uh, as well. Yeah, for, yeah, I know, especially. And in the, in the intro, we said that the Academy boys were shining. What did we mean by that? We meant that it was Rashford, Greenwood and Welbeck. That's three Academy goals 
That all is. come through the Man United Academy, those players. Ha, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yep. Yeah, Brighton winless at Old Trafford for 112 years and counting. Yeah. And now, um, Manchester United have won 25 points from losing positions this season. That's the most in the league. Yeah. 25 points off losing positions. However, Brighton, on the other hand, have dropped 20 points from winning positions. I know. It's, it's their worst. It it's, is. It, well, no. Well, worst, best? I don't know how you can say it. They, they're basically, they're the top of the most. They've, they've dropped the most points. Yeah, there they we have, go. They have, yeah. Yeah. They dropped the most points. <laughs> and Finn, uh, Finn, if you're if you're listening out there, um, we're really terribly sorry if we've offended you, but I'm not. Ha ha. Stay you lost. Cruise, mate. We won, and we won fair this time, not after full time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, should we should we move on to the last last game? Yeah, we have to. Right, I just want to do a new section of the podcast before we cover the last game. I just want to do a roundup of all the scores throughout the weekend. Do it. Yeah, all you take to the floor, mate. So this is a new thing that I'm going to introduce into the podcast. Yeah. Right. So we've obviously got uh, Chelsea 2, West Brom 5, Leeds United 2, Chef United 1. A little, yeah. little bit of a northern, northern derby. Uh, yeah. Leicester City 0, Man City 2. Man City 17 points clear at the top now. Yeah. Southampton 3, Burnley 2. What a jam-packed game that is. Newcastle 2, Tottenham 2. Tottenham losing uh, from a winning position again. And can I just add something? Um, I'm sure you've all seen it on Sky Sports. But uh, yesterday, after the game, Mourinho was asked about how he used to be so good at holding on to onto leads. Um, uh, on to not leads like the place leads leads as in like you oh, know like leading, leading. Yeah, yeah 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 um and he his response it was simple his response was same manager different players yeah he's throwing his tottenham players under the bus like he did at man united you yeah, know I mean, with jose like mourinho that. with jose mourinho it's never his fault it's always the players fault it's always the players fault yeah so yeah I would keep an eye out on what happens with Mourinho at Tottenham because do because the players if that if that keeps happening the players aren't going to like it. Yeah. They're going to slowly and slowly keep getting more peed and peed off. I I think it's only a matter of time before, you know, we start seeing. Yeah. yeah. And this is is this his this is his second season with Tottenham. It is. Yeah. Second season, yeah. So he, Mourinho has a thing called third season syndrome. So he are does. we going to see we're going to see some uh, third season syndrome next season. We'll wait and see. Wait uh, and see, but I, I'm not. I'm not going to jinx anything. But I think, yeah. Aston Villa three, Fulham one. Uh, that's a that's a bad bad result for Fulham, especially that Newcastle uh, dropped points, so Fulham yeah. could have got closer away from safety. Uh, yeah. Man United two, Brighton one, Everton one, Crystal Palace one, and as. As we speak, Wolves are about to play West Ham. So, the last game we're going to cover, Noah? Mate, I'm glad you said my name. Me, 
As uh, as a Liverpool fan, oof, what a game! What a game! What do we call him? Diego Jota. Diego Jota. Diego Jota. Uh, before we before we go into this game, oh Marcus, um, you cannot stop me. I can. I have to. I have to. All right. Just a moment of of reflect of time to reflect. Uh, this week. I'm sure, well, it was last week, actually. I'm sure all the football fans out there who like watching, like, uh, fan channels and stuff, like this podcast, I've heard the sad news that Claude from Arsenal Fan TV has passed away. He's taken it. He took his own life. Did he? Yeah. Um, very upsetting. It was apparently from all the abuse that he was getting on Twitter. Um, Shocking. He got fired from Arsenal Fan TV for calling um, Human Son a CD. Uh, what? Which is a CD. Yeah. Uh, like a disc. Yeah. Because, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, there's a lot of iconic quotes. I'm sure most of you out there would have seen the, the quote where it's. It's time to go! And then people uh, chanting in the background. Anyway, so that that is just a, a, a sad moment. That is a sad week. moment. Uh, and that, I'll, I'll tone my, um, my oh, no, go, analysis. Go ahead, go ahead. Please. All right, well... Yeah, Liverpool have actually found Liverpool some fans fault. out there, I'm with you on this one. This game was a banger. Liverpool, uh, Arsenal 0... Liverpool three away from home. The Reds turned up, and they won. What a game! I mean, honestly, the visitors—they ran out a comfortable win. Dio Di Digolo Jota, um, in the form of his—I mean, some could say form of his life back from injury, and already scoring goals. I know um, what a signing he was. What a signing! Some may say signing of the season. I I, I would agree with Overall, that. Overall. You see, overall, sign of the season for me would be Diaz for Man City. Oh, I'm saying Diego Jota for, for Liverpool. And obviously, uh, the Egyptian King scoring scoring another one. Um, finishing score 3-0 uh, Liverpool. Arsenal uh, just were offering nothing. Very little throughout. Struggled to find sort of rhythm against the Liverpool side, which are very much improved coming back from... You know, tough, tough run of games, tough run of matches, um, and they carved things up at, at Arsenal, um, uh, and they deserve the win fully. Jota again, honestly, I can't can't stop mentioning him. He's just unbelievable. Um, obviously, Liverpool have still got a number of injuries. Players are slowly coming back though, um, but yeah, I mean they've got a load of it. They've still got their they've got they've still got their injuries, but. They they started uh, with a back back uh, back wall. I'll put it as as with Andrew Robertson, Kabak, Phillips, and Arnold on Trent Alexander. You will have seen got left out of that England um, sort of England but, international squad. But but you know he was he was also injured for for quite a while. So maybe you know you've also got to think did Southgate. You know, was he actually thinking, I don't need him, and I'd rather he just be fully fit 
for the Euros? I've just seen something on the news saying Gareth Southgate will not include Trent Alexander-Arnold in his England squad for the summer for this summer's European Championship. You are joking. I've just is seen that. that. Jack is that Grealish breaking says, news? That is breaking news. Lads, you've Talk heard sport. it here first. Talk sport. Talk sport. Gareth Southgate will not include Trent Alexander-Arnold in his... Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know what is wrong with Gareth. He's stupid. I mean, we've even got it here. Man United player rates Trent Alexander-Arnold. I know. Player? I mean, fan. You never know. Marcus could play for United one day, but... um... I can't believe that. Yeah, I mean, that's shocking. That is shocking. Wow. Anyway, back to the game. Um, Trent Alexander, he carved it up. Uh, what, what a cross that was. His balls, the balls in, He the balls he plays in. I mean, they are top, top, top level balls. Uh, what a cross. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. He, he's yeah, top quality. He's, he is, he is. So it was um, actually... And also, best of luck, best of luck to the uh, Reds tomorrow, uh, Real, Real Madrid, in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinal, round one of two. So Hugh Ramos is out for that one, so you guys might actually have a chance. I reckon we'll do it. I reckon we'll do it, mate. I'm not going to jinx it, but I reckon we'll do it. But uh, so, what a game! What a game against Arsenal! Did um, you know that uh, no fixture has had more goals in it than an Arsenal versus Liverpool fixture? Really. Yeah, in Premier League history. That's no, that's amazing. Liverpool owned the game, didn't they, from the first minute? Yeah, they did. Uh, Arsenal had three shots and two on target the whole game. Yeah. Oh, Jota, as Mane you said, could have Golo... scored as well. Very close up, very close. Could have been 4 0. Yeah. I know. Degolo Jota off the bench to score two. Yeah, I mean, off the bench as well. That just sums him up as a player. I know. Did you know that anything. whether he's starting, whether he's on the bench? Degolo has a rate of one goal every two games in the Premier League. I mean, you know, bonkers. And remember that a lot of the time he's been injured. So imagine if he didn't, he wasn't injured and he scored goals in those games. That would yeah. be like, I don't know, three goals every two games. Or uh, and once again, we uh, see Firmino taken off. Yeah. Substituted it's... for was it for? Jota. It was. Um, I see him going. I see Firmino going. I, I, I'm going to say the same. He, he, I, I, I can see him leaving the club at the end he's, of this year. I don't rate him anymore. No, he's sort of lo- completely lost form. Yeah. I'd say Liverpool need to get on the market and I still see Mbappe potentially coming over. Mm, I think that ship sailed. I think maybe an underdog for Haaland. Yes. But I think the ship sailed for Mbappe. Does like the club though. Yeah, I don't see him leaving PSG. I mean, now. it all depends on the summer transfers, but it depends how he's feeling as well. Yeah. If they offer a good sum of money, he may take it. Can we just talk and about that Salah goal quickly? Of course he was can. able just to like walk into the box and nutmeg Leno. <laughs> uh, a bit of magic from the Egyptian king. I mean, but... he is the Egyptian king, isn't he? I've got two words 
to describe Arsenal's performance. It was the same two words I used to describe the the blue of London. Careless, sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Other than that, it was, it was a really exciting uh, Premier League roundup. Let's just have a look at the table. So, we'll go from first to last. I'll do the first ten, then you can do the bottom ten. Of course we can, mate. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so first we've got Man City. Second, do the points as well. Do the points as well. Do the points as well. Yeah. Say what point? How many right. points are on? So we got Man City first with seventy-four points. Man United with sixty points. Leicester with fifty-six points. Chelsea fifty-one points. Tottenham forty-nine points. Liverpool forty-nine points. West Ham forty-nine points. Everton forty-seven points. Aston Villa. 44 points. Arsenal, 42 points. We then move on to Leeds United with 42 points. Crystal Palace, 38 points. Southampton, 36. Wolves, 35. Burnley, 33. Brighton, 32. Newcastle, 29. And in the relegation zone, we have Fulham on 26. West Brom on 21. And finish Sheffield United on 14 points and we hope that uh, this episode of the podcast has been um, not as blunt as the Blades this season <laughs> and not as boring as I don't know who plays boring football I, I would usually say West Brom but they England, beat Chelsea San Marino. England San Marino in England San Marino and yep. hopefully this time next week we've we've got some good news about what happened in the Europa League and Champions League and maybe more developments on the Euro squads. But yep. until next time. Bye for now. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye for now.